I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You are listening to Scoop B Radio. What's going on? I hope wherever you're listening from, you and your loved ones are safe during this COVID-19 period. Hey, this is the producer of Scoopy Radio, DJ Minio. I would just like to take the time out to give a big thanks for the listeners to the pod. We did record numbers last month. So on behalf of Scoopy and myself, thank you for the four years of supporting Brandon on his media journey. If you have a few minutes to spare, please fill out a short listener survey. Go to scoopyradio.com slash poll. You can also share your opinions about the show so we know what works and what we can do better. That's scoopyradio.com slash poll. S-C-O-O-P, the letter B-R-A-D-I-O dot com slash P-O-L-L. Don't worry if you didn't catch any of that. The link will be in the description. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brendan Robinson. E.K. Manny. Manny. L. Scoopy Radio. You know what's official if Barry Bond said, yo, the best in the business. That's word of Scoop. You either tuning in or reading the word of Scoop. Give you the business, he show you the proof. If Scoop B say it, you know it's the truth. Sports and entertainment, he give you the mix. Some of the biggest interviews, he give you the fix. On iTunes, the number one podcast, the joint and the journalist, the GOAT. So why ask? Watch out, watch out. About it, if he naming them, ScoopB.com, do numbers like Chamberlain. Pin game is a gift, got the gift to gab. If he say it is gospel, it's as simple as that. Now pay attention and you can see the way it go. Enough of this talking. This is Scoop B Radio. You're listening to Scoop B Radio. Get on his Instagram now. At Follow Scoop him. B. At Scoop B. Follow him. Yes, sir. Scoop B Radio. Oh on the airwaves, on the train. Everywhere you need to be. I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Scoop B. Instagram and Snapchat at Scoop underscore B. And make sure most importantly that you are subscribed to the Scoop B Radio podcast available on all streaming platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn App, Stitcher App, iHeartRadio. Simply by visiting ScoopBRadio.com. And on the line right now is a guy who uh, pretty much is Scoop B Radio family. He is Scoop B Radio family. It's none other. Then my main man, 
Eric Garcia Gunderson. You can find his work uh, with the Bulls versus Blazers pod. You can check out his work at USA Today's LeBron Wire, where he's an editor. And I don't want to sell him short. You got to check out his work uh, as the author, uh, creator of the Blazer Badger newsletter and podcast. He's everywhere. Eric. Welcome to Scoopy Radio. Thank you. Thank you, Scoop. I'm, I'm excited to be on the pod. Uh, I'm excited to be on Scoopy Radio. This is great. Hell yeah. You've been writing about us forever. So might as well yep. turn right. the microscope back on you or the camera on you. Yeah, no, we we, we often we, we get a lot of content on LeBron Wire, any Lakers related, LeBron related. You you're on you're on it, man. You're you're creating a lot of content for us. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited to hopefully return the favor to someone else out there Scooby who needs to post. Radio. For sure, and it's interesting because with you, um, you are in Portland. You write about the Lakers. Um, you have your Blazers banner podcast, banter uh, podcast and newsletter. You have the Bulls versus Blazers pot. What what is your makeup? Do you do you like the Blazers, but also like the Lakers? Well, tell me how you got into this Charlotte's web of just different teams. <laughs> well. So I, I grew up in Oregon. Um, uh, I grew up loving basketball because the Blazers were the only team around uh, where I was growing up. And my mom's Venezuelan, so we always would have baseball on. You know, we already have soccer on during the World Cup. So we grew up with a lot of sports in my house. And uh, the Blazers stuff, it kind of was my first foray into, like, professional NBA journalism. I used to work for the Blazers I was an intern for the Blazers team website, and then I was also uh, the Blazers beat writer for the Vancouver Columbian, which is a newspaper in Vancouver, Washington, which is just north of Portland. Um, and so I did that for a couple of years. And I, my first year covering the Blazers a lot was Dane's rookie year. Um, so I, I, you know, I've been around basically the entire Dane era. And then a couple of years ago, uh, USA Today started this uh blog network and I mean I've always been a fan of LeBron James I mean come on I mean I, I, I love LeBron I've always been a fan of his you know remember watching his games in, in high school and you know I've always really followed his career and so um, when the opportunity came about to write about LeBron I I jumped at the opportunity because you know it's, it's a huge platform to be able to write about LeBron and he's also you know he's doing more than just being the best player in the NBA. He's doing so many other things. So you really get to be, uh, you can write about a lot of different things, politics, social issues, education, uh, all the types of stuff that LeBron is involved in. You get to kind of dip your toe in that too. So uh, that's been really fun for me. And then, you know, the, I started the Blazer Advancer newsletter uh, because I have a lot of thoughts about the Blazers. I cover Blazer games a lot for the AP as well. Uh, so I'm there pretty often. So, I have a lot of thoughts that like I can't put in an AP recap. <laughs> so <laughs> so that's kind of why I started the Blazer because I'm watching them anyway. So, you know, and I, I feel like, you know, maybe the Blazer beat could use some of my, my knowledge. So that's kind of why I started it too. You're on like all the Blazer Zoom calls. and uh, I know that uh, skinny mellow is a thing. Mm -hmm. What do you make of mellow's weight loss? I mean, I, I, I think he looks great. I mean, he, he looks good. Uh, I, I think they needed him to be a little bit lighter to play the three because they're, they're having him actually, they're asking him to play the three more. Um, I, I mean, I think it's a little bit overblown because I feel like guys go on diets during the offseason a lot. 
NBA players do to kind of change their diet up and maybe and that's what Melo says he was he was doing. He just kind of changed it up and something he does all the time. But you know, he does look a little bit skinnier than than he looked in summers past. So uh, I think it's I think it's good. I mean, he's still he's still tough as nails and he's still hard to move and he's still a good rebounder. I don't think that's gonna hurt. I don't think it's gonna hurt that part of the game. Yeah, because when he played here, um, there was a period where he lost weight. This had to be like 2014, 2015. Uh-huh. And I remember everybody made a big thing about it. What do, do you think he's lighter than he was uh, when he played for the Knicks and he lost all that weight versus now? What, what, what are your observations? You know, I, I, I think he is a little bit lighter. I think also maybe, too, that this Blazers team – I think is the way that they're structured now where they're going to have two big men pretty much on the floor at all times. I think it, it it's going to lend itself to him being more, more in a natural position. And also I think they're in a better position to cover up maybe some of his flaws. Like, you know, we know Melo isn't like a stopper, but he's also not a bad defender. And, but he's obviously not going to blow you away on that end either. And, um, I mean, I, I think it is a little bit different than it was in New York. And I, I you know, not to say anything about, you know, I, I do think it's, it, he has, a, there's a different mindset here in Portland. I felt like it took him a little bit longer to get here. But there's the fact that the media attention is maybe not as hard and there's maybe not as many high expectations of him. I feel like he's playing a lot more free now. Yeah. I feel I, I mean, I, I, I think, I think he's in a good place right now. And I think the weight loss, I think it's all going together with his mental. I mean, he's been, he's been really talking about how he had to really work on that when he was out of the league. And I think he, he's really focused in on that. And I think the body is just a, a part of that, that equation. And I mean, he's had his family out here in Portland and he seems to be taking to it. I know that the, the Knicks, uh, there, there's a lot of talk about maybe bringing him back because Leon Rose is running the show. But um, I mean, if I had to put money on it, I think I think Carmelo comes back to Portland. You do, yeah. It's my it's my opinion, but it's I feel like he's in a good spot right now. And it seems like I mean the Blazers all talk about him. All the youngsters love having him around. Uh, you know, everyone. It seems like he's really made himself a leader on the team, and. Uh, I guess I just don't know if, if if going back to New York is is really what he wants. I mean, eventually, I mean, eventually to live there, I'm sure he will. But for his hooping, I don't know. Sure. Do you any any still maintains a house there? Do you see Portland as a breeding ground for an actual farewell tour? I, I think it could be. I I I think Melo could have his farewell tour in a Blazer uniform. I mean. He doesn't. He says he doesn't feel old, and I see. I the they really let him be himself here. You know, he doesn't get uh, pulled from the game for shooting a mid-range jumper, and he's not, you know, second guessing himself like he kind of was, I think, in Houston, and they were kind of second guessing him. And I feel like he's really been embraced here um, in a way that maybe he wasn't in Houston or Oklahoma. Basically, since he, I don't know if he's really had this since New York, since like you know when it was really the salad days in New York. Here's what I've heard. I've heard that Mello, and I've not publicly said this, I'm sharing this on Scoopy Radio, and I'm sharing with my buddy. I've heard 
that Carmelo Anthony uh, could play his last year next year. No specific team. What has been named yet, and he's still in season with the Blazers. But what I've heard is it could be a situation, or there will be a situation, where in his farewell tour, he picks his seven best Jordan sneakers, and he wears them in throughout the course of the season. And oh, that's wow. a tribute to his career. That'd be awesome. I mean, I, I, I hope he get. I hope he gets it, man. Like, I mean, he didn't really get a fair send off the last time when, when they, when they were, when he basically got run out of the league. And and I think he's he's really uh, he's in a good spot. Whether it's here or 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 New York or somewhere else, you know, I think he's earned that. And he's, you know, he's he's still a useful player. I mean, he's he's starting right now for the Blazers. I mean, I, I, it, it, it's not like they're doing. I mean, obviously they lost Trevor Ariza, but. I mean, they're, he's starting because he can still ball, you know. Like I, that. <laughs> I, I still think that um, Portland is great. I still think the Lakers is a good spot, too. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, they, they would have been a good spot for him. Mm-hmm. I think they so they would have been. been, too. Yeah. It could it could have been. I mean, last year they almost did it, and then he was like, I'm good. Because <laughs> like the situation with them, because the Lakers went south so fast last year after the All Star break, mm-hmm. and 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 I think also too, you know, they wanted to make sure that Kyle, they wanted to make sure Kyle Kuzma had room to kind of grow. But mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he's been looking good in these scrimmages, but he hasn't really taken that mantle, I and mean, that's why they had to bring in Marquise Morris. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Scoopy Radio on the line with my main man, Eric Garcia. Going to be talking everything basketball, Carmelo Anthony, um, and just uh, really vibing. You and I have texted quite a bit, DM quite a bit, and we got you on the show because you are making things happen. And I'd be remiss that, number one, I didn't correct myself. I called you Gunder. Man, it is Gunder Sin. I apologize. Um, Eric Garcia Gunderson on the line with Scoopy Radio. Radio. You, um, to me, in your podcast, um, is very fascinating, particularly because of your naming of it. Um, Bulls versus Blazers. There, there are young people who listen to this show have <laughs> no idea what that even means. And if you didn't have Nintendo or Super Nintendo, we're not listening to you. Tell me about... <laughs> um, the name of your podcast and, and, and just its inception at large. Yeah. So it started, uh, with my, with my guy, Sean Hyken from Bleacher Report, who you know well as well, Scoop. Uh, yes. and, and so we started this podcast when I was a beat writer at the Columbian and he was working at the athletic covering mm-hmm. the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of started it based on that because of the two beats that we were on at the time. And then also it's a class, the ode to the video game. And I also think too, we 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 just that decided to go with that name again because it's classic. The logo's cool, and also it's like you know with the Last Dance, you know every everybody watched it. Like everybody knows what Bulls versus Blazers is now, you know. And, and, and so uh, that's another reason why we brought it back is just because it's kind of on the mind of everybody. And so that's how we started it, Sean and I. And we we've revamped it. We brought it back. Uh, we're, we're having fun with it. We, we're doing our, our, what we like to call our weekly vibe check on teams in the league. And, uh, you know, it, 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 we have great takes. 
you know, so just, you know, check us out. Bulls versus Blazers on all of the streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, uh, all those places. And we're also on YouTube now. So uh, if you're consuming podcasts via YouTube, hit us up, Bulls versus Blazers on YouTube. Eric, you have two Twitter accounts. Yes. Explain yourself. Okay, so I recently revamped the Blazer Banter podcast or Blazer Banter handle on Twitter, which is what I used to have when I was a beat writer, because I built that thing from like 3,000 followers to like its peak with like 10. And then it was dormant for like four years because the paper laid me off. And I was like, hey guys, how about you just give it to me because you don't use it and I can have it now. So I just have this, it's just another platform to push stuff. Um, and, and and to talk about the NBA and so that's why I have that and then I have like some more you know personal takes but they can kind of blend in from time to time it's kind of you know it, uh, I'm excited to have uh you know kind of tra- maybe transition the, the personal to a little bit more of a burner account if you will <laughs> yeah I'm gonna say two phones one for the plug and one for the you know so yes. I was wondering yes. if it was the, if it was the same team going there with with the two Twitter accounts. Right. Yeah, exactly. Two, two, two phones, two Twitter accounts. It's, you know, you got to diversify. <laughs> as the, as the Wu-Tang Clan said on the Chappelle show, diversify y'all bonds. Konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Diversify y'all bonds, please. Did, are you a Chappelle show fan? Oh, of course. Oh my gosh. I love the Chappelle show, man. That's, that's a, that's a class. I mean, my wife and I, we like, we'll just like throw like, We'll just throw around classic Chappelle show lines like all the time. Favorite skit on the Chappelle show? I'm gonna have to go with the the N one mixtape doing other things like N one mixtape baseball, N one mixtape. What do you see of it? Like N one mixtape tennis, N one mixtape bowling. Uh, and they have the music on. I mean, it's so good. It's like, that was a great one. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones that were so. I mean, obviously, Rick James, everyone loves that one. Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy, rest in peace. Uh, I mean, that's an amazing one. Man, I got, I got, I got too many favorites, man. It, it's just so good. I, I mean, the, the racial draft. Oh my God. <laughs> Some of those need to be redrafted, by the way. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> yes. They definitely they're, they're, there's definitely going to be a redraft of the of the racial draft from Chevelle Trail. Congolinga's rise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! On the line with the one, the only Eric Garcia. Condition. Tell me something. Do you think that the Lakers and the Portland Trailblazers are a better matchup in seeds one through eight in the playoffs than the Lakers and the Memphis Grizzlies one and eight? One million percent. And I know that I'm uh, uh, biased because I'm from Portland. I grew up loving the Blazers. But, like, I mean, they have Dan and CJ. Like, those two guys alone are – you're automatically going to respect that team – if you're the Lakers, you're automatically going to take that team way more seriously than you're going to take a bunch of guys who have never played in the playoffs. John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark, all those guys, 
they have never been in the postseason before. I mean, with with the you know, I I just think you got Dan, you got CJ, you got Carmelo, and now you've got these bigs coming back in Zach Collins and Nurk, where they give you a lot, they give Portland a lot more size than they've had all year, and you get Hassan Whiteside in there. You know, Gary Trent has looked pretty good. I I think that would be. Personally, I would want to see that more. I think it would be a more competitive series. I think it would challenge the Lakers more. I think the Lakers would have a very easy time against Memphis, to be honest. Even though John Morant is going to bring it. I, I have no doubt about that. But I just think that the experience difference is just going to be too big. Here's the question that I have. Um, you talked about the starters. You talked about the fact that the Blazers will have one or two big men on the court at the same time. We talked about the fact that Trevor Ariza is out because of, you know, family, you know, responsibilities. Yes. The one thing that concerns me about the Blazers and their matchup versus the Lakers, if that were to happen, is I think that the Lakers have a better bench. When we talk Mm -hmm. about the Blazers, we talk about Mm -hmm. the starters. Yes. Ryan is not playing, correct? Correct. Trevor Reese is not playing, correct? Right. Those are the two best defenders at the perimeter position, and I have questions. No, I, I listen, I don't blame you, and, and, and they're going to be counting on, I mean, and you, you saw him in New York, Mario Hazonia, to play, mm-hmm. to be guarding guys that are, like, you know, that are big, guarding guys like LeBron. Like, and, and, and like, I mean, that's, you know, not a great position to be in. Um, what, you know, one guy I think that you maybe can have some hope for that maybe he can show something that he hasn't shown yet is Nasir Little. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he's a big wing. He's very athletic. He's very strong for how young he is. I'm, I, I'm, I'm very impressed with his strength for how young he is. And there's been a lot of talk about from the Blazers in camp that he's been a different player, that he's more confident with his shot. And if he can do something on the wing, that would help against the bigger wings. Um, you know, I think Gary Trent Jr. is a guy that not a lot of people really know. Very underrated, he, too. Yeah, yeah. He 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 has made a big leap um, this season. And before the restart happened, he was probably, I mean, their most reliable or he was their best bench player. That was for sure. And um, but their bench is thin. Like you said, I mean, they have a thin, thin bench, very small room for error. And I do think the Lakers do have, I mean, with Dwight, with JR, with Deion Waiters, uh, I mean, even guys like Quinn Cook, who are deep on the bench, have playoff experience. I mean, you're not going to be surprising anybody on the Lakers uh, who comes off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. You answered that question, man, because I, 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 I think – Everybody wants to see that matchup, um, rightly so, because I remember watching the two matchups that they had uh, before the world changed, uh, when Kobe mm-hmm. passed away and when mm-hmm. the coronavirus pandemic hit. And um, this was like I think like in November or December when it was Melo's first game against LeBron and, and God mm-hmm. knows when, and Rodney Hood got hurt. Right. And I just remember looking at Rodney Hood getting hurt, and then they brought in Trevor Reese. I'm like, okay, maybe these guys can go back, you know, go at it. But, you know, when you talked about Mario, uh, I do remember him uh, playing for the Knicks, but I wouldn't exactly call him um, 
you know, Shane Battier or, or, or Bruce Bowen defensively, but I right. know he can shoot the lights out. I mean, you, you, they got to hope he can. I mean, one of the things with Hizonia that, like, one of my, this is one of my takeaways from my Blazer newsletter. If I, I know we're getting a little deep in the woods here, but, like, he is a big body. Like, he's bigger than people think. He's, like, 6'9", like, 230. Like, he has the body to guard guys, but he doesn't – he, like, thinks he's a free safety sometimes. He, like, gets caught <laughs> up trying to be LeBron too much. Mm-hmm. And he's just he, – if he just focused on guarding his man, I think he would be useful. It's just sometimes he gets too cute trying to do, like, star stuff. And I think, I, I think that's where he really gets sideways for him. But, again – Counting on him is going to be is a tough spot to be in if you're Portland, um, especially if you're thinking about you know the because there's been a lot of you know talk about them maybe being a team that could upset the Lakers and I yeah, I think the bench is where you kind of run into a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't have any more questions, man. I'm I'm enjoying your basketball knowledge. I appreciate it, man. I mean, I, mean, I, I I I appreciate being on Scoop B Radio, dude. This is. This is awesome. I, I, I like, and I, I'm enjoying talking to you, man. Like, this is, this is a very relaxed setting. I'm just like, we're just, we're just flowing here. I'm enjoying it. The only thing missing is probably a glass of wine and probably some Magic City um, wings. Yes, yes. Some of the, the, the Lou Will special, the barbecue lemon pepper. <laughs> when you saw that, what did you think? Oh my God. I, I was, I mean, it was so funny. I mean, like, I was, first of all, I love talking about food. I love any, any conversation about food. So that's going to, that's going to get me in no matter what. And I mean, I was laughing. I, obviously he had a tragedy happen, but it, but to see him out there with Jack Harlow and Jack Har- and both of, both of them, both of them cocktails in hand. Like looking like they were having a good time. Like it, it was, I was dying. But like I was wondering what the NBA was going to do, and that we have the answer now that he is in a ten-day quarantine, and he has to, he lost two checks from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he paid a lot for those wings, fifteen dollars and then some. Yeah, <laughs> and then whatever uh, you know, other tips that were accounted for at Magic City. Um. No, he was there. What did they call it? Some of the reporters that were tweeting about it, they called it a social club. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, it's a social club. <laughs> did, uh, uh, like, did, did the editorial standards for those places dial on them to say strip club? <laughs> Man, listen. I really do think that um, this is just my observation aside from me and you both being journalists, um, if COVID-19 did not happen, this would be such a non-story. Oh, totally. No, we wouldn't even, yeah, we wouldn't even, yeah, we wouldn't even be talking about it because we wouldn't even know. Yeah. And I think that this ties to something that Stephen A. Smith discussed a month ago about guys not being able to be in a bubble this long without some type of interaction, if you catch what I'm saying. Yeah, and people didn't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. People didn't, want, people didn't want to hear it. People people saw Stephen A. say that, and they're like, well, uh, Stephen A., like, come on, guys, like, grow up. 
these are adults that are working out all the time that are like getting their testosterone going up and up and up. And they're already running at a level that is higher than the rest of us. Like, come on. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not surprised that this is, this is where it's got that, that, that we had one of these already. Like, I'm not surprised. And we probably aren't done. Remember, remember bubble girl a couple weeks ago? Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. She's just the only one who said anything about it. That's what, you know what I mean? Like, that's how we know about it. But like, it can't be the only one. So, I mean, Lou Will uh, is the example, and uh, they made an example out of Lou Will. They did. They did. And, you know, for those who are paying attention, uh, the NBA did issue a 113-page health and safety memo uh, detailing uh, the protocols that will be in place uh, to combat the coronavirus and ensure the safety of uh, those who are involved. Um, mm-hmm. Eight of the remaining teams uh, will be allowed to reserve up to 17 hotel rooms, one per player on the team for player guests at the Disney campus in Orlando. And in the 113-page memo, it says to be allowed on the campus, guests will have to self-quarantine for a week, then quarantine and be tested at least every other day for three days in, in either the home market or outside of the NBA's campus in Orlando. Anyone who tests positive during this period will be allowed to enter the NBA campus. Upon entry into the bubble, guests will have to quarantine and be tested every day for four days. Anyone who tests positive during this period must self-isolate and leave designated accommodations on campus. Here's my question. Did you have any desire to go to the bubble? Um, I mean, obviously, if I, I mean, it would, I, I would have gone, honestly. I probably would have gone, but, um, I mean, it would have been really hard to be away for that long. I mean, that, that would have been really hard. I mean, I would have gone if I was getting a check for it, but like, I wouldn't have just gone to just go, <laughs> sure. you know, but, but, it, you know, um, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you're, you can't be around people. You can't be within 10 feet of people. You have to wear these little, uh, sensor things that are always around. You can't go to certain, you can't go to a lot of, areas you're kind of blocked off it seems like the access is really limited um it seems like it was a really hard place to be and also when you get there you have to quarantine for a week if you're the media and and we saw a lot of people uh struggling with that Mm -hmm. so i mean but i'm sure it would be a crazy thing to be at and experience though you know like just to you know just to see how weird it is whether pulling in these you know, video boards with these digital fans and the Lakers have the digital Laker girls on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I, uh, what about you? Um, I had no desire to go. Yeah. Um, I don't blame I, you. I have enjoyed um, setting up shop in my place, um, doing these Instagram lives with various people, even outside of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, I have enjoyed writing, um, appearing on shows myself and commentating and really have invested in myself and my brand and to pick up and go to Florida. Um, I, the funny thing is I actually go to Florida every spring to visit family. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, I chose to visit in the fall. Little did I know that if I had chose to visit in the spring, I wouldn't have been able to get out there. I expedited that, that process. But um, Florida, like going to Florida is like a second home. My mom's family is originally from there. Oh, okay. I, I had no desire 
um, to step foot in there. And to be honest with you, I, I don't, um, I, I've been to Florida already this year. Uh, I have no desire, um, to fly for the next year or two. Oh, just because of what's going on. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's scary for sure. I mean, and that's why, that's why they make the, the reporters all, you know, they're flying commercial. You know, they make them all quarantine longer than the players. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, it's, it's sketchy traveling right now. And I mean, everything outside of the NBA bubble in Orlando seems out of control. I mean, Florida has not gotten a hold of things down there. It seems like still with the virus. And so, uh, that would be scary as well. But, uh, you know, I think if you were in the NBA confines, you'd probably be okay. I still don't trust it. Hey, I mean, it, it, we have what – we are just starting like week three now, right? Like of, of a four-month project. Mm-hmm. Like like there is still a very good chance that something goes wrong. Yeah, and I know that with the – it's funny because um, somebody I know in the WWE had called me. Um, mm-hmm. and asked me if the NBA was testing for antibodies because antibodies versus testing another way, like you might not be, somebody can have it and you don't even know it because they they had not tested antibodies. The NBA just started testing antibodies. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's just so much newness to a lot of it mm-hmm. that I just don't, I, I'm not comfortable being a guinea pig. Yeah, no, and hey, I mean, that's why it's like, you know, that people are rightfully calling it, I think uh, Adam Silver calls it an, uh, you know, it's an experiment still. Like, it's not, um, I mean, they're doing, they're listening to the experts the best they can. And it seems, I mean, guys are also getting, I mean, did you see that uh, Porzingis, like, skipped his test and then they they made him, they made him mispractice? Yeah. I mean, that was, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean like, they're, they're being serious. I mean, like, they're testing every day. It seems like they're, you know, and, and there's punishment if you don't show up for your test. And so, uh, I mean, I do think that they uh, are handling it the right way. Uh, but, yeah, the newness of it, the fact that the science on it is only as old as we've known the virus, basically, uh, it, it, it makes it harder, for sure, to really feel 100% safe. What's next for you? Man, uh, I, doing doing the LeBron Wire, doing the Blazer Banter newsletter and podcast, Bulls versus Blazers, and watching these watching these games. It's 100 degrees here today, Scoop, out in Oregon. So uh, I'm going to get on a boat here and jump in, jump in a lake. That sounds like fun to me. Yeah. So that's what I'm back for today after I'm done with this podcast. And after this lake is over, which is almost over. Uh, but yeah, that's going to be what's up for me. So yeah, keep following me on Blazer Banter or on my personal Twitter at Eric, E-R-I-K underscore Gunderson, G-U-N-D-E-R-S-E-N. And you can find me at blazerbanter.substack.com or at lebronwire.usatoday.com. And download the Bulls versus Blazers pod wherever you get your pods. So that's what's next for me. Eric, here's the good news. You're off the hot seat. <laughs> good. It was, getting, it was getting a little warm. <laughs> All right, my brother. Well, I got to run, but it was good to talk to you. It was good to talk to you, it was good to talk to you too, Scoop, and I was excited to be on. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while, so thanks for having me. And this is Scoopy Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Duncan. Come on!
My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.